Welcome to Deadly Discussions. I'm your host, Isaac Harris, and this is a podcast on social entrepreneurship. Um, we also talk about uh, Indigenous businesses and people using profit for good. Uh, today's guest, we have Mick Buckworth out at uh, Shepparton, out in Yorta Yorta country, um, with one of the Indigenous uh, farms or food growers out there. We're going to hear a bit of his story, a bit of his journey, and uh, you know what the future holds for the Indigenous uh, bushwood market. If many of you don't know, I think it's about a $40 million a year industry and i think less than one percent is actually blackfellas so you've got a whole bunch of people doing native foods and cultural knowledge and there's not many mob involved so these sort of conversations are about talking to people who's uh you know involved and looking to change that and get more of our mob back on country so welcome to the podcast mick uh g'day isaac uh thanks for thanks for having me no worries the, at all um, yeah the, uh, I guess I'll chat a little bit about our, our organisation firstly. It's uh, Rumbalara Aboriginal Cooperative. It's um, predominantly a, a health organisation. Yep. So we've got approximately 260-odd staff and uh, a whole range of programs um, with, uh, you know, obviously health. We've got a, a couple of full-time doctors in the in the uh, medical facility, uh, yep. dental clinic, um, justice programs, family services. Uh, we've got our, an aged care facility. Yep. So, yeah, I, I guess initially uh, farming wasn't um, our, uh, our forte, so to yep. speak. <laughs> one, uh, one thing I've learned, Mick, with, uh, I think, Aboriginal Cobs is a very as-needs sort of business that we get involved to, isn't it? It's sort of like... Yeah. There's a need for aged yeah. care, then there's a need for dentists, you know, then there's a need for, and so we sort of like, who else is going to do it? Yeah, no, no, exactly. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, most of, uh, most of the uh, communities, uh, parents, grandparents, uh, they all work the land. I mean, that's what yeah. they did for a quid. They picked fruit, they, you know, did all those sorts of things to, feed the family and um yeah so it's sort of uh fitting that we wound up uh with a farm and yep. started to pursue this uh this initiative um yeah we've uh we've had the farm i guess look we had it for approximately 20 years um yep. and like i said uh you know farming sort of wasn't really our bag it's just we sort of come across this property and wound up with it um uh and uh, we tried a few different things ourselves out there over the time um i think they tried a bit of yabby farming a few years back and things like yeah, okay. that and no, nothing sort of uh was really successful and yep. uh probably the biggest thing it did it just gave a couple of young fellas some things to do out there you know yeah kept them busy for a bit but uh yeah, then uh, we moved sort of forward, I guess, up to sort of today in the last probably two years. Um, we came across uh, Outback Academy um, yep. with uh, Claire and, and Nevin, uh, the guys, and uh, formed this uh, partnership, which is all fully supported by uh, uh, Murray Darling Basin and Follow the Flowers, uh, which has been fantastic. Uh, yeah, nice. Know, and, and so what we've uh, what we've done 
is we started out with uh, beekeeping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically how it works is um, uh, through Follow the Flowers, Murray Darling Basin, um, Neville, uh, Claire and that, they, they supply the... Uh, they, they supply the, um, uh, the I guess, the expertise and the skills and the knowledge. So they'll bring in the, the bee yep. arborists and, uh, you know, the guys teach me how to make the bee boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't, have that. you donned, donned a bee suit yet? Uh, not me personally, no. <laughs> uh, I was actually allergic to them myself um, oh, as wow. a younger fellow. I don't know whether I've grown out of that yet or not or I don't want to test it. Probably not the best way to find out, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, the, Victor, uh, so you, you grew up in the area out at uh, at Shep there? Yeah. Uh, look, interesting for me, um, I'm, I'm married to the mob. Yeah. The, uh, my wife's Indigenous and uh, we've got three kids and three grandkids. Uh, so, yep. yeah, um, I'm, I'm married in. But being part of this community uh, since probably... Oh gee, uh, early nineties. Yeah, uh, built a by trade, and yeah, yeah. Uh, came in, came in, had the first indigenous uh, apprentices and building teams and things like that, and then yeah, I came nice. into management in the office uh, in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, nice. uh, so you haven't turned back since. In. No more tools. Uh, no, I still get my hands dirty. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming around the organisation there will be a lot of. Uh, odds and ends and bibs and bobs yeah. and uncles and aunties wanting help with random things on the house. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah, no, it's, it's been a hell of a journey, really. Um, yeah, coming into the office, I've had a lot of varying roles. Uh, at one point, I was deputy CEO for 12 months and yep. uh, shifted my ways when we started uh, taking on bigger sort of capital works uh, projects. Yep. When we built our aged care facility, so I, I have seen all those types of things, and yeah, the um, yeah, I look after assets and infrastructure, which uh, our farm falls under. Yeah, so we've got a farm manager out there, which is Lee, Lee, Lee James, and uh, and three trainees. Uh, yeah, the the boys out there. Yeah, so beautiful. they've been doing yeah, they've been doing uh, uh, horticulture training. Uh, Cert three in horticulture, uh, which I think they've only got two modules to go, which I think is uh, chainsaws and some uh, machinery operation. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, look, yeah. In the area, is it predominantly uh, sort of you know uh, Anglo Aussie sort of area farmers, uh, Italian, Italian Australians, sort of the, you know, uh, a lot of farms yeah. for a couple of you know generations. Yeah. Yeah, no, spot on. We're surrounded uh, out there, which it's not far out of uh, out of town. We're yeah. only probably ten minutes out, um, we're up in the north. Uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah, sort of you know that uh, white Aussie farmers and um, a couple of uh, Italian uh, fruit growers. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of orchards, um, but uh, they're all really good. Uh, there's a a guy up the road that uh, comes down and gives us a hand because he's got big machinery. Yeah. Um, so in the off season, like now, he comes down and uh, 
helps us sow our uh, paddocks. Just, uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, with a bit of dry crop just to keep the paddocks clean until yep. we, um, you know, get things sorted out. Uh, so the next stage for us out at the farm, uh, we've done a whole of farm plan. So we've looked at uh, where all the irrigation needs to be and uh, identified the soil types and um, looked at where we need to plant our, our flower crop. So we'll be yep. planting flowers. So the bees and the uh, flowers sort of go hand in hand. Um, so that, that's the next stage. So we're probably really in our infancy. Um, yep. But uh, I guess we're, we're joined into this network uh, through Follow the Flowers and uh, Outback Academy. Uh, with the series of farms linked up from um, Western Australia, South Australia, uh, Southern New South Wales, and Victoria. Yeah, I, um, I think I think you guys had a like a meeting or something like with all the the food growers come together. Yeah, from across the states. What was yeah. that like? Yeah, and no, terrific. It's it's really good because it's so diverse. Like everyone's doing different things. Like um, yeah, you know, there's uh, some individuals that have got their farms that are part of it. Uh, one yep. guy, he's, uh, he grows watermelons. Yeah, wow. And, uh, yeah, uh, had a good yarn to him and his experiences and, you know, trials and errors and the difficulties he's, he's faced and, uh, you know, even things as far as uh, racism from neighbours and things like that, you know, some of the things he's had to yeah. endure. I was going to uh, ask you, what what does the neighbourhood think when uh, I saw we had Annie Jeanette on... Um, up at Daniloquin, and she said, yeah, yeah, a lot at the start, people were like, oh, they just got land given to them because they're black fellas, you know, this won't work because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And little do they know they actually bought the land themselves and had, you know, taken all the risks themselves. But so they were facing typical business challenges plus the racial stigmas of, ah, oh, these black fellas, you know, they yeah, won't, they won't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sort of yeah, area yeah. like Shepparton, is that sort of, um, I think people forget there is a bit of diversity in those agricultural areas, mainly from like the Iter Italian heritage. But it was there any challenge that you faced compared to the other mob? No, not not as yet. Um, yeah, I, I guess because the community look, it's a really big community here locally. It's yeah, I've heard it's one yeah. of the biggest ones in the state of Victoria outside of metropolitan. Uh, so yeah, uh, the mob's sort of been here for. A long time yeah and uh you know it's a very well-known organization uh sort of, of course yeah you know, yep. locally and um you know if you wind the clock back you know say 20 30 year ago uh yeah there was a lot of that same sort of stuff that you just referred to yeah the window and all of that um what we seem to be finding more nowadays is that uh people are actually genuinely interested and wanting yeah. to help and support. It's you know, such like, a, like, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So look, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. You know, it's sort of like they sort of want to know more. They do have their reservations. I find yeah. some of the older um, Aussies are like, they want to know more, but they're still like, oh, because maybe they've had a bad run in with mob before and they've sort of got that in the back of their mind and they're sort of trying to work out who you are that sort of thing yeah oh look because of uh because of the fruit growing and everything else 
the amount of immigrants that have come into the region locally. I mean, yeah. we, we would have to have probably, I don't know, uh, somewhere in the order of a probably 80 plus different nationalities here now. Yeah, wow. Um, and uh, so all the fruit harvest is all uh, the old school, um, you know, picker. Yeah. Uh, that did that for a living and followed the seasons. Yeah. They're, they're all gone. They're, yeah, all wow. that work is now, now done by contract labour. Yeah. Uh, so they'll bring a contractor and, um, you know, he'll bring a uh, bus and it'll be, you know, like um, uh, immigrants. Like, you know, yeah. United Nations getting off. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember this and Shep and I, I think we stayed there for a night. We were driving back up um, to my country and we stayed there. I think we got like Turkish food or Afghani and it was like top notch. And I was like, this is, you think it's just a country town area, but it's so diverse. There's so many different nationalities. It's changed. I think as well, like Yorta Yorta. So a couple of good football players have obviously come from that part of country. Um, and then well-known. Yeah leaders and statesmen william cooper pastor william cooper all you know coming from this this one tribe so i think that's probably broken a lot of barriers over those two three yeah. generations yeah no no it it has i mean look no doubt the you know some of the the underlying race racism and those torrents i mean it still exists for sure um yep. i don't think it's as prevalent as what it was, you know, unless it's sort of a little bit more underground, but um, yeah, certainly, uh, you know, with the farm in particular, uh, yeah, it's been pretty well supported. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Even locally, I mean, straight across the road, you've uh, I mentioned the orchards, uh, Turnbull's uh, farms, they've been there for years and years. Uh, they're probably, yeah, uh, fourth generation, whatever they are. Uh, they're really supportive. Um, talk to them you know uh, fairly regularly uh, yeah can help out or we can do something for them we'll do that too yeah and uh old mate up the road like he brings his machinery down and gives us a hand if we need it and uh, that's yeah so that's beautiful i think that's the way forward i think uh, even those older generations uh, you know first second fleet sort of stuff like have realized hang on i've tried to give people work or i've tried to you know governments try to help people but it's not just giving them money. It's like more collaborative. It's you have to put down those old thought patterns and be like, you know, how can I help you? Um, and then they'll be surprised how many uncles or aunties come out there and say, oh, this is a weed here over there. And what do you got over here? You, you're missing this plant that would stop this growing over here. And they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know this, yeah. you know, because that cultural knowledge yeah. we've sort of pulled back and said, well, I'm not sharing with anyone. Um, I don't know until yeah. I get my own farm, you know, but now it's like coming to, fruition that people are like looking into the stuff and books have been written about all you know kangaroo grass and manong how it was you know abundant and everywhere and i think people are gone maybe we've missed a opportunity here to see country yeah. as it should have been yeah no you're spot on it's um sort of come full circle the uh yeah you know, and the, the future plans for us is once you know we, we get a little bit more established that um It'll be a place that will provide jobs and opportunities uh, yep. for, for young fellas where they don't really need to go and have a you know a higher de degree of education or, or go yeah, to yep, yep. You know, university, those types of things. But also to uh, bring some elders out, you know, yep. on a bus yep. from the aged care facility and, 
and get yeah. them involved and better spend a bit of time with the kids and you know talk about all those things you just mentioned about um you know uh, plants and flowers and weed and native vegetation and uh regenerative uh, farming. catch a, catch a uh, murray murray cod from a billabong so yeah yeah all that. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the the outlook's uh, really bright um but I, I think uh it'd be interesting uh if we could have this chat again in about um you know another 12 months to two years yeah that's great how, um has it been but, hard uh, trying certainly... to get a mob signed up to the to the sort of the project like when you're pitching it are you like hey do you want to come and grow flowers and harvest honey you know is that sort of a struggle to get them in the door to to come out and work on the farm or people sort of volunteering the uh yeah no it's um something that everyone's uh, really interested in uh, of course starting out there's only a couple of positions until we sort of uh, got a bit more established but um uh yeah the plan is to expand that and um yeah there, there's people really interested always wanting to know what's happening out there and can we come out and have a look and how do yeah. we get involved and yeah, um fantastic. look at even locally some of the the businesses i mean well one, one of the groups that's um uh sort of come in in the last couple of months as part of the uh uh, the follow the flowers team and everything is um uh, Veolia. Yeah, okay. yep. uh, they're a massive company um well, nationally. Um but uh yeah they're they're really keen uh, to support it have further talks and, and maybe look at employment and job options. Uh, may even be outside the farm, you know, maybe welding yep. and uh, making bins and doing things like that and truck drawing opportunities and so yeah, we're sort of yeah. going through those conversations and, yep. and you know the spin-off of this whole farm uh really uh is and will be generating more employment opportunities for young folks yeah right? it's great i like how you said that because it's like cross cross trades and cross skills that can be used both for companies like viola yeah. and the farm coming back being able to weld something up on a trailer you know relatively quick to get operations up and running again I think so important yeah. is those skills. Yeah, like you just said, a lot of people uh, sort of send people down the academic route. You know, they're, they're, they're off you go. But I think a lot of our mob are going, well, hang on, where's something I can do on country? You know, where's something I can do that's meaningful, yeah. like, you know, four or five generations ago did before a lot of the change? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Look, I think the best part of it, well, what I get out of it is it's... Um, it's the information sharing between uh, all the farms in the network. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a few few months back, um, you know, we send our boys uh, on, on a road trip and go and visit yeah. some of the farms and uh, yeah, definitely. You know, see how they're doing stuff. And then um, uh, we've had COVID and floods and all sorts of things slow us down a bit. But, uh, you know, those guys will come and visit us and they'll spend a week with us. And, yeah, that's um, awesome. And we'll share information and the technology and, and all those yep. sorts of things. So yeah, that, that's, that's really good. Yeah. The, um, yeah, the next stages, uh, we'll develop our beehives. We, we fully intend to get the sort of two to 300 hives. Yeah. Um, 
and obviously the, the flowers just sort of start with an acre and then they'll turn into two acres and uh, just over the next sort of you know two to three years uh, but a really good thing of the initiative through uh, follow the flowers and um, is that uh, they'll take uh, eighty percent of our our harvest our crops and yep. honey uh, it goes under the uh, I guess the uh, the label or, or the banner of uh, follow the flowers and the farm networks yeah and um they've, they've already got a market for the produce they've got uh, oh yeah a, a national and an international market yep and uh 100 of the money that gets made from that comes back to your farm so that you can yeah. put it back into the property yeah uh which you know obviously um that's uh that's a really big thing um the 20 percent of your produce that you got left we can do whatever we want to do with it, you know. Uh, it will still be sold under the, um, if you sell it, yep. under the uh, Follow the Flanders logo. But again, yep. you know, we, we can we can give that to community or we can, you know, supply the aged care facility with uh, honey or we can we can go and grow uh, fruit and veggies and do all those sorts of things, maybe have a market That's it. garden. Well, I know my elders you know, certainly like about tea teaspoons of honey with their bushels tea. Uh, so it actually yeah. just tastes like honey instead of tea. Uh, <laughs> but it's amazing the demand. Like you said, it's already sold. Like the bush food from Indigenous growers is sold because there's a huge demand for genuine um, product, you know, that has a cultural label to it. Uh, and I know like talking to groups like Trades and the International, there's another massive demand for um, Australian product abroad. Um, Australian Indigenous product, which isn't just art, you know, <laughs> everyone's like, yeah. oh, it's just art, you know, it's always art and paintings and well, maybe it, maybe time, William yeah. Biden playing the didge or something, you know, but now it's like people are like they want something from our country similar to Italians with their DOM certification and their, their you know, uh, what do they have, the tomatoes, you know, and champagne and everything's so specific where it comes from and gets certified. Now people are yeah. like, hey, I want to taste something from the red dirt. You know, I want to taste something from a native flower that's been, you know, tucked away on the Murray River. And so, yeah, I'm so I'm so excited for this space. I think that's something that keeping my own my own to see, you know, something in the US, someone holding a follow the flowers jar of honey, mixing it yeah. in something. <laughs> the uh, yeah, you know, you're, you're spot on. It's um, it's definitely. Uh, a space to keep your eye on because I think it's just going to get bigger. But, uh, you know, right now the demand for um, Indigenous produce and, and, you know, product, uh, they'll take as much as we can give them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, as I say, it's early days for us, but um, it's got a, a pretty bright-looking future for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so exciting because it's, it's reverse engineer. For our, our mob, there's so much opportunity now. It's just a matter of can you steady the ship, get the skills to keep, you know, going along that one, two, three years to reach the peak, you know, where you're producing and you're selling uh, the right amount of, you know, uh, yeah, very exciting. The uh, look, I mean, uh, to be to be totally honest, without the support through this network, yeah, um, you know, we probably would have struggled. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, without um, you know, Murray Darling Basin, follow the flowers and yep. and hooking us all up and, and doing this and 
uh, you know, we, we obviously have applied for funding for equipment and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Without those, uh, I guess, kickstart supports, um, you know, we, we'd, we'd really struggle. Um, yeah, it does well, come down to that, doesn't it? Because the other farmers and the Italians and different groups, they had each other and their networks yeah. to exchange knowledge. And our mob haven't done that very well after colonization, being quite dispersed and fragmented. And and when there was cultural knowledge to share, you'd be like, I'm not sharing this fellow, you know, he's going to he's gonna run off no. and, you know, take my it's knowledge nothing. somewhere else. Yeah, and there's a lot of that. Yeah. But follow the flowers, uh, the Outback guys uh, and the Murray, you know, basin as well like supporting a healthy you know communication between different traditional owner groups and different indigenous groups and farms um because we actually all win and there's there's enough on the pie for everyone i think that's what mob keep getting you know maybe maybe it's from the trauma from colonization this idea with fighting over rations or fighting over scraps it's like no 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 there's so much for everyone <laughs> everyone at the table yeah yeah, yeah no there, there can be um but yeah, it's it sort of really turned the corner, and um, I, I just think that, uh, like I said to you earlier, it is early days for us. But yeah, I think if you looked at this in another five years or ten years, um, yeah, I think it's just going to be be pretty huge, be pretty massive. Yeah, be awesome. And so uh, good. yeah, no, it's um, really looking forward to it, and it's great to be involved and a part of it. Yeah, the Actually, I must comment on that. The, the young fellows that come on as trainees, um, yep. when they first started out, they were you know, sort of pretty timid, pretty quiet, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, a few times uh, we've been to these bigger meetings and things, and um, they've had to uh, talk about their experiences and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, now they do it with that much confidence. That's you know, they're, they're really keen to share their stories and, and talk to everyone about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, whereas before, you sort of, you know, they were showing looking around and looking down. Yeah. Yeah. What am I doing yeah. here? You know. Oh, that's so yeah. great. That's awesome, Mick. Thank you so much for joining me um, today to yeah. share. And I think that's something we definitely need to check in in a couple of years to see how the farms sort of ticking along and hearing some of those projects come together. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me. No, no, it's uh, my pleasure, Isaac. Yeah, thanks for having me. No worries.